From WUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Liam Niemeyer. And I'm Grace Warner. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. For today's show, you might notice a certain theme with our stories. Ghost, haunted Athens, the supernatural... The staff here at The Outlet decided to bring you Halloween in April, and we hope you enjoy. First up, we'll explore Ohio University students' experiences with some of the more haunted areas of Athens. And Abby Grizes sits down with an Ohio University employee who's a ghost and vampire expert on campus to talk about whether she believes Athens is haunted. Um, but in Athens, I've essentially had experiences since I stepped on a campus in 1997. Those stories and more are coming up in the outlet. Stay with us. The OU Office of Equity and Civil Rights Compliance may not be the first place that people think to find an expert in the supernatural, but our own Abby Grise went straight there to talk with an OU employee who knows a bit about Athens' ghost activity. I sat down with Ohio University Title IX investigator Amanda Hobson a few days ago. I had heard that she has experience with some paranormal activity here in Athens, and I wanted to find out more. Here's what she said. I've actually had ghost activity my whole life, Um, so having it in Athens is not surprising. Um, I've never been someplace in the whole world where I didn't, where there wasn't something paranormal happening um, around me, so, or just in the space. Um, But in Athens, I've essentially had experiences since I stepped on a campus in 1997. So um, from in residence halls to walking up Jeff Hill to um, this building (laughs) to (laughs) essentially every place I go in town, something has happened at some point. And you just, you see? It's a mix. That's a good question. Um, So for me, it's a mix of things. So in part, that's because of me and in part, that's because of the ghosts, like the entities, the paranormal entities that are around. So sometimes I see them. Sometimes I hear them, sometimes I just feel them there or feel the energy of something there, okay? Okay. Um, So it just depends on, um, a little bit depends on the place too. Some places that energy is just better um, for them. So they are able to tap into the energy of the place more and therefore have a stronger presence. So they like communicate with Sometimes like... Often it's just in, like, emotion. Um, Like, I can feel their overwhelming emotion. Usually sadness and anger get through probably the best. Um, Sometimes calm. Um, I have what I call a guardian. Um, So it's just a spirit that sort of helps me, essentially me, personally. I think we all have them. Could that be, like, compared to a guardian angel kind of? Sure. That's part of why I use that word. Okay. Um, To me, they're... Um, I know that mine is an ancestor, like I can tell that, Um, and so, so sometimes it's a sense of calm when I need it. Like a comfort? Yeah. Um, So, so sometimes it's emotion, sometimes it's talking, sometimes (laughs) it's incessant trying to tell me whatever they're trying to tell me, and sometimes I can make out those words and sometimes I can't. If you've ever watched Charlie Brown and the the teachers on Peanuts, where it's like wah, 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 sometimes that's what I get. Um, okay, but then sometimes sometimes can. I literally can understand what they're they're telling me. I have had interactions on this campus where um, an older woman who was probably in her sixties um, 
when I lived in Jefferson Hall as a first year student, um, it was all women then. Um, Jefferson Hall was all women. And so um, one night I was walking to the bathroom and um, I walked past a person in the hall who was a very naked man. Um, <laughs> like he was just walking oh, no. down the hallway naked. And I was a little taken aback by this. Um, I was not expecting to see that at four o'clock in the morning. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, as an insomniac, I'm pretty used to being the only person awake. Right. So naked man was not what I was anticipating. So when I walked into the bathroom, this woman who I had interacted with on a few occasions, as in seen her, sort of popped up over my shoulder while I was brushing my teeth. Okay. And she just said, these boys, they shouldn't even be in here. Right? And, I, and then she just disappeared. Like she told me what she wanted to tell me oh was God. that she was annoyed that so. so the woman was a ghost the man was real oh the man was totally the man was very real okay. he was totally okay. <laughs> and I know who he was he was the person that my three doors down neighbor was sleeping with so oh, like oh, I, oh. I recognized him okay. I was just not ready to see quite so much of him right okay but the um woman was, was very very upset. much a ghost okay. and she was very much upset okay <laughs> um that there was a boy in the building how can you tell this might sound dumb, but I guess, like, how can you tell what's a ghost and what's real? I, you know, I don't really know how to explain that. Um, the first of all, I think it's just a feeling. Like, I just, okay. I just know. Like, I don't think, it, also, you know, the moments when you have, like, the hair stand up on the back of your neck and you know, like, you turn around and no one's there. There's a ghost there. You're just not seeing really? it. You know, like nine times out of ten or there's something paranormal there so it's not always ghosts there are other things around us as well um but very frequently it's just something that you aren't able to perceive because you don't have that perception amanda goes on to tell me that she was fooled just once into thinking a ghost was a human so i was walking up jeff hill my first day of classes and i've always been sort of a chubby kid walking up jeff hill was a horrible experience horrible it for is anybody. for anybody yeah. and I'm walking up the hill and I saw a person walking towards me okay. um, and I, I was like oh man I'm gonna have to get out of this person's way why can't he just go around me <laughs> like right, right, so, right, all right. Stuff, and so I finally like I'm like we're gonna collide I'll be the person that falls I'm really clumsy I'll break myself so I stepped aside and he stepped aside at the same moment and he walked through me I then ask her about the sort of activity that goes on here in Athens. Is it just everywhere or some more than others? Well, okay, so first of all, every place I've ever been in the world is haunted or has some kind of paranormal activity going on. Athens is special in that um, there is a lot of concentrated energy, but also then we have things like rivers and lakes and all this sort of untouched forest that slowly is being touched, which is problematic because it's stirring up things as well. So, so it's both, right? Like the untouched places that have all this natural energy and then the, the sort of anger of the natural world at being disturbed, right? Oh. So, so a lot of that stuff is happening. So there's just so much. So then I have to ask like, what about the ridges? That's a great question. A lot of, the ridges have stuff going on and it yeah. has nothing to do with the mental health asylum really no the stuff that's at the bridges was lo there long before the 
the asylum. Okay. And I know that because I have interacted with some of the things up there. And they are way too old to have been associated. Um, so most of them are some ghosts, some um, other types of paranormal entities of like spirits of like things that were never human. I was too scared to ask Amanda if there were any ghosts with us in her office, which is where I interviewed her. But I did ask if that sort of fear was valid. Is this paranormal activity something we should be concerned about? People should not worry. Okay. Um, the, I have never interacted with a, something on this campus that was in any way scary or overwhelming. That's good to know that. Yeah. We're, we're safe. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Amanda specializes in vampire research and is currently working on finishing her dissertation. She's contributed to the books Race in the Vampire Narrative, as well as race, gender, and sexuality in post-apocalyptic television and film. Amanda also contributed to a book that will be coming out in the next few months. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Grise. The Riches is an area owned by a high university south of the Hawking River and is the site of the former Athens Asylum and old mental health facility. Though its doors closed for good in 1993, its former patients are rumored to haunt the surrounding lands and graveyards. Outlet reporter Jacob Paul talked to some students about their experiences in the Ridges and traveled there to experience it firsthand. It's almost sunset as I stroll down an old brick path leading away from the former Athens Mental Asylum into the nearby hills and trees. Underfoot, many of the bricks are cracked and broken, with many missing altogether. After a short while, the trees to my left give way to a thick guardrail and empty air as the path begins to wind around the edge of a clearing. Beyond the guardrail, a hill dotted with dozens of rows of headstones slopes downward to a dark pond at the bottom. A nearby sign reads, State Psychiatric Hospital Cemetery. Many Civil War veterans and patients from the asylum are buried on the hillside, and the land is rumored to be haunted. Augie Streffield, a sophomore at Ohio University studying integrated media, says that he may have encountered something paranormal while walking on the path past Freshman the cemetery. Year, me and a few buddies, we were going to see the sunset on Radar Hill, and um, walking back from the sunset, it was sort of dark outside, you could still see everyone and uh, we were walking past a graveyard, it was on our right. And I don't think anyone else saw this, but I saw some sort of motion towards my right. I didn't know what exactly it was. I don't really know how to describe it other than the fact that I think it was moving down. And so I look over towards the graveyard to see what it was. And all of a sudden there was just this huge flash of white light. And I think everyone else saw it out of their peripheral because they were all like, oh, what was that? And it wasn't really, like, blinding. Like, it was more just sort of illuminated the area for maybe, like, a couple seconds. And then it was gone. There was, like, no trace of it afterwards. And none of us were blinded or anything from it. It was just sort of there and then gone. So I was already looking in that direction to see if I could find anyone or anything that was human, man-made, that could have made that flash. But I couldn't see anything. I looked for a good like five, ten seconds afterwards to see if I could see like a photographer or something was secretly taking a picture of us, but I didn't see anything. I decide to take a closer look at the headstones as the sun begins to set overhead. The night is eerily silent as I begin my descent into the cemetery. 
and the air seems deathly still. As I pass between the rows of headstones, all I can hear are my own muffled footsteps and the occasional rustling of some leaves in the nearby trees. The headstones have no names on them, only numbers. Several of the graves have plaques with names near them, but the identity of many of the cemetery's occupants can only be found in an old hospital record. Daylight is fading quickly, and by the time I reach the pond at the bottom of the hill, it is already pretty dark outside. I decide to call it quits and leave, and start to head back up the hill to the path when, to my surprise, I notice two figures approaching me from a path in the woods out of the corner of my eye. At first I think of ghosts, but the thought quickly vanishes as I turn and see two Ohio University students walking out of a side path into the clearing. After introducing themselves as Nash and Carson, they explain how they decided to check out the cemetery after hearing from someone they know about one of the ghosts rumored to live there. Uh, yeah, we just had a, we had a buddy's manager tell us some research they conducted, I guess, where they used an actual EVP device to somewhat communicate with the spirit of like a, a patient who was actually in the ridges, like asylum. And, well, I just got, like, an app on my phone, so I'm pretty sure that's, like, that was rigged or something, but we tried communicating with her, and, well, it did work. It creeped the hell out of us, I guess, and that's why we're trying to get out of here before dark comes in, I guess. Like, there were some weird noises going on a bit, like, after, like, ten minutes in. Carson explains how they tried to contact the ghost of Sarah Thomas, one of the former patients of the asylum buried in the cemetery. I'm with Nash, and we were down by Sarah Thomas is the is the name on the grave and that's who uh, my buddy's manager said he communicated with through EVP and we got down there and this EVP device like had clicks like beeps when a spirit or some some kind of force got closer and it was started ticking pretty fast and then um, we were asking questions and it said something what was the first word they said C. it said C but it was like a it was a male voice like like we could hear it through the phone and again it's an app so it could not be true but <laughs> we did hear a vo- like a male voice it was like a stereotypical ghost voice like super haunting sound after hearing about their experiences of the night i decided to follow their directions and take a closer look at the grave of sarah thomas the path leads to a small group of headstones in the woods after examining some headstones i find the grave of sarah thomas sitting on its own on the opposite side of the path It seems larger than the rest of the nearby headstones. Its surface is heavily worn and faded, but you can still faintly make out the name Sarah Thomas etched into its surface. I wait by the grave for a few minutes and call out the name of Sarah Thomas, but no voice answers me. If the ghost of Sarah Thomas was there, I guess she wasn't interested in talking to me. It's not just me, though. Spencer Dopp, an OU sophomore studying strategic communications, has been to the ridges on many occasions without ever seeing anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, my friends and I used to walk up to the ridges a lot last year, and uh, some of my friends have said that they've seen some creepy stuff up there, maybe some supernatural kind of stuff, but I've never seen any of it. But it's a really cool place to go up and hike anyway, with or without ghosts. Although I didn't encounter anything paranormal on my trip to the old state psychiatric hospital cemetery in the ridges, it was easy to see how it gets its haunted reputation. For The Outlet, I'm Jacob Paul. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced and hosted each week by me, Liam Niemeyer, and my co-host, Grace Warner. We're edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Taben, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. 
Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on iTunes or find us online at wub.org. You can find us on Twitter with the handle at outlet underscore WUB. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.